central you are in the city the more you find less straight roads it's roundabouts it's all the horse trails they they zigzag the roads so the horses wouldn't bolt it was all built before cars I mean, yeah like way <laughs> yeah 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 it was built before game of thrones a lot of people don't know that uh but um i remember being pretty stoked like okay i'm f- fucking going to ireland you know my grandmother's from ireland i'm gonna try and represent Canadian quarter Irish. Sure. And um, I did a series of bad things. I fucked up a little bit. I first of all said it was really good to be here in the UK. And I don't know if you've ever seen the video, but there's uh, an incident where Guns N' Roses were booed off the stage for the very thing. Booed. Guns N' Roses was booed off in Ireland. So it was, it was. Yeah, but what I did is I did a dummy smart thing. Came out and said, you know, I really wanted to explain myself. And I was trying to separate myself from Americans, just completely out of fear. I knew that from walking around Belfast 20 years ago uh, that you could get killed. You could get killed. I was told to kind of keep my family tree to myself. And when I gushingly told a local after my rocking show I had uh, that my grandmother was from Ireland, he got angry and said, everybody's grandmother's from fucking Ireland. (laughs) Like, they've been dealing with this ever since the famine that everyone's trying to reclaim their heritage. Uh, Alden Schaub on the show today here uh, here at the uh, wearing an entire green screen... It looks fiery in the, on that camera lens, by the way. Thank you. I thought it would be very cheerful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christmas is just around the corner. And I still can't believe that you are 16 years old and an alcoholic. <laughs> well, they just let me touch it. Again, that's the Irish in me. Yeah. I got some whiskey here, but it's Canadian I, whiskey. I said that. I, as soon as I come in, uh, I'd mention I had a bit of And you were like, oh, yeah. my back doesn't hurt as much all of a sudden. Mm. Mm. So good. Is well, that your drink? Whiskey? You know, Out I, of a coffee cup? Well, I, I used to actually drink a Canadian club and ginger ale on Michigan. That's pretty good. But yeah, I like, I, like, I got like this one called Two Gingers that you can get here at Specs. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's just like a blended whiskey. Yeah. I'm more of a beer guy, really. But yeah, I mean, well, I mean, 
feel like a lot of the jobs. I mean, if I'm being honest, this is not an intervention. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying a lot of the places <laughs> where I do shows, I, I say to them, listen, yeah, I want two drinks as part of my contract. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, they're, they're tickets. Yeah. So drink I, tickets. So I'm just like, well, I only drink at work, you know? Yeah. And it's two whiskeys? Well, I usually talk like two beers or something. But. Could you talk a little closer to the mic? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I just need you in my ear. There we go. My, my, uh, my fr- fans have been to so many rock concerts, they're, they're like tone deaf. So <laughs> you're going to have to scream. Um, I was thinking about a movie for us. Oh. Yeah. Really? What would it be? I thought it would be like, okay, look at, you know, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. I was talking about uh, John Candy and Steve Martin earlier. Sure. And as far as buddy movies, between the two of us, there is no likable guy in the group, right? Sure. It's not even anti-heroes. It's just some asshole and the guy he recruited that's got nothing better to do. Maybe you throw your wife out of a three. Are you married? Uh, no, Tina and I are just dating, but yeah. Oh, okay. You have a lady. If We'll say that you threw your first wife out of the window. Sure. I was going to write a whole list of lines of things that you might say in a movie that we would be in. Like, hey, like, uh, come on, guys, don't fuck his wife. Can you throw that at me? And I'd be like, I'd be like hey, guys, don't don't fuck my wife in this. No, 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 no. Your wife. You you murdered that lady that you were married to. Okay. So You're about to meet the love of your life now. Sure. But you walk in at a house party and you see a bunch of guys running the train on your best friend's wife. And I want to get in on the train? No, no. no. You're, you're kind of put off. <laughs> no. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I thought she was the one, but I don't want to be number six. I get it. <laughs> this is a very pornographic movie you're putting together here. No, I'm thinking like it's like it starts off with a crazy house party. Okay. And this is where me, you and I run in to each other. I'm taking a piss off the roof yeah. in the swimming pool, chugging a very expensive bottle of champagne. Okay. And you're just like, oh, you know, you really like the girl that's attending this party. You just want to meet this girl. Most of the people at this party are fucking assholes. Okay. And they're not even, uh, they're former high school shitheads. And, but there's this one girl who's moved back to town because her uh, husband had hung himself and killed their children. And now she's single. This is my chance. This is your chance. So I'm going into the den of snakes to, to get her out, but... Then I find she's with already five snakes, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like... No, no, no. No, no. No, no, no. no. Your girlfriend's not getting banged in this movie. Oh, I don't know if I want to watch no, it. No, no, no. You walk in on somebody, oh. and it's kind of like you recognize the girl as a friend of yours wife. Okay. And But uh, she's down. Mm. and uh, But you're like, ah, my coat's under there. <laughs> right. Just like... Totally oblivious. Like, I'll keep your dark secret, but can I have my jean jacket back, please? And you hold it up, and it looks like someone scrubbed a, a handful of yogurt across the back of it. What gang is that? The Cumbusters. Just roll it up. You know. <laughs> like, listen, I'm taking this evidence with me in case I need to you know, blackmail you later, but I probably should wash it. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good movie. Yeah. So It reminds me of the other guys. Yeah, I think I'd have to establish the fact that maybe the guy and your buddy says, "Hey, I've all, he knows that your quest for love, 
Okay. Maybe you can have what me and Susan have here. Susan's a very angelic, innocent-looking young woman. And after a couple, you see me piss off. I told you about the piss. Yeah, you're pissing off the deck. I'm yeah. pissing off the roof. Like Jim uh, Morrison, I'm the Lizard King. And I'm just getting ready to turn. <laughs> I'm ready to go rooster tail at the back. And you're like, I, I saw the Jackass movie. I'm over it. I feel like for that scene, what would be really funny is that I'm carrying an umbrella because it's been raining, right? And then as I approach the house, the rain has ended, so I put it away. And then I walk into the stream of piss, ironically, and I'm like... <sighs> no, but you're looking at some guy's skyrit. You paid 400 bucks to have a guy write, I love you, Susan, and he spelt it wrong, and then I urinate on you. <laughs> so, yeah, I can see where that would be a problematic. You know? It says, boozing. But the way the Who's sun's boozing? in your eyes, I look like Cupid. And then you, this water hits you. And as the sun moves away from your eyes, it's just me laughing, having a hard asparagus piss down on you. Like your glasses fly off. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Of, <laughs> that's maybe a third story balcony. That's a lot of gravity. But what would be the purpose of that? Just like, because we're just, both of the guys are just like irredeemable. Because or? you are, uh, look at, unfortunately, huh? this girl's my sister. Ah, I see. Yeah. But I'm such a shit show. I don't care what your situation is, but because you're in my area of chaos, you've got to learn to like me. Mm, I see. You know? I'm in jail. <laughs> Tomorrow at noon. That's what it says. Huh? You're going to come and visit, I hope. Very good. Yeah, I'll get some uh, money in the commissary there, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I think it's got legs. For a movie, like, and then you um, think of, you know, the movie Walk Like a Man with Howie Mandel? This is an old film from the 80s. He's a, he's a guy who's lost in the woods. He lives in the, grew up in the woods. He's kind of like a, a Mowgli jungle book kid. Okay. But Howie learns how to become a human being again. So he's kind of, Howie, like, bearded, you know, doing his... His his kind of learning how to walk upright and use silverware and shit like that. Sure. But it's with like Gigi Allen, <laughs> right? So your love interest's brother is Gigi Allen esque, okay. and you, this girl's a very nice girl, and you think that she's worth dealing with me. And the first meeting is me pissing. On you. So really, you're just a chaotic individual. It's not an intent thing. I could see yeah. that being very funny. Because again, it's just like a happenstance thing. Like, you know, you're just like constantly careening through things. You're just like... Yeah. I got to have some sort of vulnerability. Like, maybe... Maybe I use some sort of bullshit military PTSD thing where... But I only worked in the kitchen. But you don't know what it was like. Well, I would think maybe for if there's going to be a romantic subplot that you should actually have been burned in love yourself. So then you're seeing your sister and you're like, oh, no, I didn't, I'm going to put a stop to this. And sabotage? But more of just like you are just like trying to discourage her not to do it. You know? Yeah. Mm. But all the, all the chaotic things are just sort of like happenstance. You know? But I'm not jealous. No, but you're just sort of an anti-love person. Yeah. Mm. That's a little clue close to the truth. Oh. Yeah, I've ended many a relationships for my friends. Oh. Just so they could pursue their comedy careers. Oh, yeah. Well, Divorces. 
Yeah. I, I, uh, I'll tell you a story. I was uh, my friend's best man at the wedding before I sat him down. I said they probably shouldn't. You fucked his wife? No, I didn't fuck his wife. I no. just said that. <laughs> I just told him not to get married, you know, and they were like. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <sighs> but you you pull, this is what, day before wedding? You're like, no, this is you a, need to cool it? It was a few months before. You know? Yeah. And uh, you can imagine that that didn't go well, you know. But she was there? Yeah, both of them, yeah. Really? Uh-huh. But that's not supposed to go well because no one wants to hear the truth. Right. But, of course, they went through with it. But I felt like at least I had to say what I thought. I mean, <laughs> now, reflecting on that, I realized how stupid well, how, that was. Were you drunk? No, I just was like, you know. Well. Okay, well, give me, what was, that, what was the biggest red flag in their relationship? To me, it was they were arguing too much. Uh, and I was just like, you know... That maybe seems exciting now, but over time, that's going to be very corrosive. And that's just like, I mean, it's not how I'd want to. The writing is on the wall. Sure. You're, you're, you're cheeky back and forth. It's barely tolerable now. Is going to be a boat sinker with debt, little bastards. Sure. Shitheads. Not to mention she's going to turn into a fucking slob. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if all of that came to pass, but certainly Let's I was like... Let's bring up her Facebook and see uh, if she turned into a slob. No, she's still a classy lady, but I just thought... You clearly yeah. still talk to her and oh, have of to course, be the diplomat. Both of them, yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, what's up? What are their names and their social media? No. I'll tell you. It's uh, yeah, my friends Zach and Lindsay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they comics? No, they're just friends of mine from back in uh, Michigan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does he, does he have a like a normal Michigan life in yeah. a factory? No, he uh, sells pacemakers. Oh, okay. For, uh, was that pharmaceutical supplies? Uh, it was for Mentor for a while. I don't know who it's for now. He sort of jumps around different companies. But I used to uh, date a nurse that used to steal stuff from me. Yeah, one Whoa. of the things she used to bring back. I go bring back anything that's surgical in a, a plastic bag that's medi- hermetically, medically, hermetically med- sterilized. Sure. And she brought me back. I didn't know what a catheter looked like out. Oh. And um, I went to. Um, I just got all these nursing thing, all these plastic tubes and metal things, and I was just fucking around with them. I used to go into uh, health parties covered in blood with medical supplies. And a, 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 a trench, like a white medical coat, and just bust in and threaten to kill everybody. <laughs> Covered in blood. Yeah. It's like, ha, 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 ha. I- <laughs> you would have really fit in. I used to work at this nightclub, and uh, <laughs> it was called Area 51, and the people oh. do all that kind of stuff on fetish night. You know? Oh, yeah. What, what were you work? Was you a bartender, doorman? I was just a bouncer, yeah. The okay. Doorman. I was in Utah. It was in Salt Lake City. What are the freaks like in Utah at a fetish club or at night? Oh, man, I tell you. Because so, they go over. Well, yeah, so the people that were raised as a Mormon. How many times did you slip in a cum shot? <laughs> I've slipped in other people's cum at parties. I certainly slipped around there quite a bit. I'm sure there was, <laughs> I don't know that I identified it as cum or I just was yeah. like, ah, I forget, you know. But, that gum's still bubbling. Well, they'd have women who'd come in for fetish night just in a G-string and, and tape over their nipples. You know, that was pretty common, like. Yeah, people, that's standard. Yeah, underwear. But the people that were raised Mormon decided not to be Mormon anymore. Yeah, they did feel they really had to go hard. Like one guy, he's like, "I'm a werewolf." Yeah, I'm like, "Well, you mean you're like you're like dressed up like a werewolf?" He's like, "No, no, no, I'm, I'm a werewolf." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then you'd be like, "Well, like maybe he is. I don't know. You yeah, know, for sure." But like, it was very interesting because it was certainly a counterculture too. 
you know, you think of Mormons being very clean and neat and conservative and stuff, and this was just like way the other way. You know. That's where you get these full costume, uh, like they, what do you call it, like a, a method acting oh, sure. of escapism. Yeah. They really, uh, when I started hearing about those Furbies and stuff, like. Well, there was a guy who used to, he had a very intricate Batman costume he used to wear. Crotch cut out, of course. <laughs> and so then. They always cut the crotch out. I'm like, that looked cool. That's a real, ah, oh, dick. He's like, it's my bat wing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so he, he would, he would like, around Halloween time, there would be other people dressed up like Batman. Mm -hmm. So then he would like confront them and be like, like, I'm the Batman here. Yeah. You know, you can't be Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah. And then I was like. They're called fucking nerds. Can't we just all get along? First of all, this Batman jacks off. Oh, sure. This bat. No, you just... You, I would just put my forehead to his and just start stroking and go, do you want to be the Batman? Because I want you to be the Batman. He'd be like, I don't want to be the Batman anymore. He's like, uh, I'll fight your crime. I'm like, uh. Yeah. Let me see the Batcave. And then he shits on the floor to make room for the Batmobile. <laughs> That's terribly gross. Anyway, we are live here at the... <laughs> How many hours of films do you think you've watched in your adult life? Oh, like regular movies? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Hours and hours. Uh, you look like a dude. Hours. Yeah. Top 10? Films? Oh, man. I really like the movie Pacific Rim, but it's so bad. No. Yeah. I thought it was great. I know. I loved it. Second one terrible the, oh it was so bad they sunk it i was like this is gonna be a rival franchise these robots are fucking perfect i thought it was gonna be as good as like any of the robot ones but yeah they really ruined the second one. i don't really know why but and they took all the polish off the transformers for that yeah they 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 uh, there's see, so many plot I, holes too they're like okay the you, first one or the second one well even in the first one but you'd just be like whatever like when they had the thing where you had to like have them Neuralink or whatever, but then they're sort of like on an elliptical to control the thing. It's yeah. Like, you can't just do that with a PlayStation controller or make it into a drone, but I was like, whatever, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Like, let's do it. You yeah. Know? But then in the second one where he like merges with the kaiju, I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, they spread it a little thin. Well, then they had sort of a... It should have been a sequel. Well, yeah, they had a conclusion to the movie and then they sort of continued it. Like, yeah. They should have maybe made two of them, but I don't know. I'm not a director. I think it was... Probably somebody in the office said, look, we're not going to do a two. And then it blew up. And right. the, direct, the director's like, this was supposed to be two great movies. And now we've got one that just got under the wire. And then you, okay, we're going to reboot it with a whole new cast of characters. It, it became player one. Oh, yeah. And Didn't that was it? pretty good, too, but like yeah, but that was supposed to be kind of gum gummy kid stuff, player one, where you're looking at, first of all, those robots. I, re I built a lot of models when I was a kid, a lot of glue, <laughs> a lot of model glue. That was the first time I ever did drugs was doing models. Just huffing? I never, no, I never huffed because I saw people in the area on the train tracks with rags doing that i didn't know what that was my friend said those are glue sniffers they'd have jars or, or things and they do all that and i remember i go this same stuff that i make my toys with these this is a drug thing and i i never really was curious like oh, i'm gonna do something rebellious and sniff glue but by a series of bad planning no foresight i ended up in the world's 
most toxic hot box. Uh, <laughs> I was in my uh, room and I got, I think it must have been a birthday or some sort of celebration. I ended up with three cars, classic car models. And uh, I'd paint them and glue them all together. Well, I did like three cars in a row with the windows closed in a hot summer day. And my aunt opened the window to see what what the smell was coming up from the door. I was fucking on another moon. I think I glued all the cars together. I was like, this is a big bus. I was roasted. She actually... My aunt doesn't swear a lot, but when she does, it, it's got volume to it. Sure. She says, open the fucking window. More or less like, you're going to die in here. And I was so high on glue, which explains a lot. Now, these are not children's feet. Yeah, they're just, they are look like erasers or something. I don't know. Yeah, do you remember those pen eraser shit that you get? Mm. Or those little crutches you get for your pencil that was like an octagon slid over it? Terrible. Anyway, I've seen the one on the internet. My friend used to run a toxic trivia show. He'd send me all kinds of stuff. It was basically a foot with a flashlight in it. Ooh. So people who are yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen limbs. Look, they'll put a they'll staple a cunt on anything. Oh yeah, or one in the heel. I've seen that too. Yeah. A heel funk? I guess I don't know. I've ever seen this. This is beside like my, a vagina throat. My dad used to push our necks together <laughs> and fuck our necks. Like two of them, just like yeah. So you like lube it up in the middle, yeah. He just like zip tie us around our ear and our eyes. Two heads make one gaper. It's, it looks a lot like Boomer's asshole. Don't forget like, to follow Boomer. It seems Phillips. Like a lot of work. Yeah, Boomer. Oh yeah, we saw the video with Boomer. That was very funny. But you, I'm glad you enjoyed that. I wasn't sure if you were a, a connoisseur of all things oh. terrible. Well, not just that. Yeah. I've become a budding fart engineer myself, as we were talking about earlier. Explain. Well, so, you know, I was doing the roast battle and I had all these sound effects, you know. So mm. then I started making my own sound effects. And I realized the sound was not important, just the timing. So then I was like, I'm just going to make all farts. But then I realized just a fart isn't really that funny. It's like swearing. It's like an expletive. Mm. But I made a one. It was the rim shot. Then I put a fart in there. So it's like two beats of the rim yeah. shot. And instead of the symbol, it's a fart, right? Comedy in threes. Yeah, and so it became, instead of just a fart sound, it became a small joke. Huh. Because there's like, the yeah. premise was the two beats and the punch was the fart, you know. And I just started making a bunch of them. And I've got a whole library of these like joke fart noises. I, I Do you playing. solicit people for the noises or are these all homegrown? Well, so at first I was just getting them off the internet. Then comedians kept telling me, you need to generate some yourself for the thing. And so... I was trying to record my what own. What diet were you doing? Well, of course, a lot of beans, a lot of lentils, you know, like steamed broccoli, <laughs> cabbage, Jesus. you know, whatever. Did you fart in the bathtub? Wow. Steamed broccoli? That'll change the color of your teeth when you fart. I actually had a lapel mic. That <laughs> I'm I, actually a little put off my glue right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> I had a lapel mic that I put ah. in my cheeks there, and I yeah. was trying. The sound is not the same, though. No, you got to put your asshole up halfway to water. I think, yeah. So you got to get in all fours in the bathtub and just get Mr. Mud Whiskers, like a little gopher nose hole. Just over give the him top. a little peek out. Yeah, and then. Well, I mean, I'm willing to try it. I mean, again, it's like I. I'll but, come over tomorrow and tuck you through. <laughs> I'll hold your hand. I have a tub, you know. I guess I could do that. I'd be like, hope my phone's I'll waterproof. I'll push you in your stomach. 
Call your roommates in. Don't everyone look away. We need an eyewitness. Be like, listen, I need a producer. <laughs> I'm going to produce the He's noises. got a great idea for a movie. We're just going to do this one thing. <laughs> well, and also I found that people will laugh at a fart, but if it's actually a sound of somebody like shitting, it's like too much. Yeah, well, you've never met my friends because those are the only ones that are left. Sure, is the ones that like the water hitting the mud. Oh yeah, see, like there are certainly times I think that's funny, but for like a general <laughs> show, I'm just like when I start doing that or the heavy vomiting noises, people are like, oh no, that's too much, that's too much. Yeah. But just a nice little fart, you know. People are like, oh, that's just silly. You know, just but. take a pillowcase full of bars of soap <laughs> right. and just pour them shake it out into the toilet and record it i have one you can't tell if they're vomiting or shitting okay <laughs> it's so like like it just sounds like and i'm like yeah. no it's too gross I, I can't use it for for those purposes of just like silly sound effects you know there's a well-known story about a comedian who'd done an outdoor comedy event in a tent and when he got there, the food had been gone except for a large bowl of Caesar salad that had been sitting out in the sun. And um, <laughs> go on. Hot Caesar salad. <laughs> so he he's known as an eater. He eats the whole thing. Gets on stage. He's a big boy. He's a, actually probably built a, little, a lot like you. Mm-hmm. Legendary, pioneer Canadian comic. On stage, right? <laughs> but what provoked it was in his act, he, he does a bit about going and putting the blood pressure uh, oh, sure. around his neck. And he makes his face go red. Um, he does this thing, right? With his with this chin all out red faced like he's strangling well when he does that bit he unloads and because it's outdoors in a tent the wind's blowing through this cabaret tent and people are dropping their forks into their cake like what's that smell oh my god blows out his asshole leaves the stage and when i say veteran professional takes his dress shirt off wipes his ass up goes back on stage with tank top and finish his show after everyone knew that he'd have a gravy boat in his underwear. They're yeah. leaving. They're leaving. This might have been another occasion, but he gets out of the car. Because I, I, and someone goes, wow, he's really getting sick. And he's, there's, it sounds like a lot of puke or something. He goes, that's not coming out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the ones I really miss, I would have recorded was I had food poisoning in Thailand, and if I would have had those, holy sounds, moly, I could have sold those online as like, you know, where did you pick it up off the street or well, in a restaurant? I went to one of those places where you grill God your own pork, it. you know, and I was really drunk, so I didn't grill it appropriately, and so no. I, I basically did it to myself. And so Jesus, I was like, okay, yeah, I thought you got one of those rats off a stick. No, they're all right. They're okay, yeah. yeah. Those are insects. That was the only time I got it over there. I mean, everything seemed to be cooked. At least in Chiang Mai, it was fine. Yeah. I, I want to go back. I, I think either I'm going to go to Hawaii or back. I was in Thailand once. I really liked it. I mean, I thought it was great. Oh, yeah. 
I thought it was fantastic. I love the whole Buddhist aspect of it mm. in the parts that I were. It's cool. Everyone smiles. Yeah. It's really nice. I'm very relaxed. I mean, like, I've been, on, I've taken a few trips and, like, I just felt like, yeah, I could live here. I could see you living here. Like, yeah. Mm. I was like that in Iceland. Mm. I was looking around going, yeah, I could have a very earthy, healthy life here. It's beautiful. I felt that way about the Netherlands, too. I thought, I could live in, like, Rotterdam or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Bomb there every night at the club. <laughs> right. Yeah, I did. Oh, really? Yeah. How come? Uh, the Dutch weren't really impressed with my zany behavior. They do seem a little stoic sometimes. You know? They just weren't impressed with my ta North American taboos. Oh, I see. Yeah, I really... Uh, I suppose they're a little more liberal with the sex and stuff. I mean, they started liberal. Hmm. You know what I mean? Amsterdam? Sure. You're not really... Um, you know, I need to go to repressed... Like, uh, I would probably kill at ISIS. Sure. You know, if I had a translator. They're like, listen, we're going to execute this guy, but give him 10. Yeah. Just see what he has to say. Then. And that's all I'd need. And I could be running shit by the end of it. They're like, this guy's got a point. Well, I got to say, when I saw you for the first time at the Romo room, I. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, that was the first time. But I was just saying that, like. You were very dark right from the beginning, and I was like, that was very a departure from some of the stuff I'd seen locally. And I was like, my God, these people are going to walk. And then they didn't. And I was like, oh. Because <laughs> so I'm like, that's unusual. Like They're but, too afraid to leave. Well, that's what you had said. You're like, yeah. I was, because I asked you about it. I'm like, this is so dark, especially the cement mixer thing, you know? And I was like, come on, come on. No. And I just waiting. I was waiting. I'm like, no, no, they're going to leave now. I was like, no, and, and no. at the end, I watched people go out with smiles on their faces. I they was said like, thank you, some of them. They, yeah, and I was like, so, but obviously that uh, goes to the quality. But like, I was like, oh man, he's pushing it. I could never do that. Like yeah. the so dark stuff, you know. But I think it's what's going on in between that gives me the license to hand feed them enough to get them in the haunted house. Sure, and then I push them out the back door, and before they know it, they're back in another haunted house and they have the back door there's a lot of oh well they want to feel the excitement and like terror well i, well, I know you had adam lucky on recently and i asked him the same thing i didn't know he was a boy until two weeks ago <laughs> yep yeah isn't that I mean, weird he's got long hair but yeah no i asked him i said children you know, your jokes are so dark you know how do you get it how does it work he's like well they all have to be bangers and that's all there's to it yeah well it makes sense i mean yeah the you know and nobody does that better than David Tell. Mm, yeah. Right? Who who doesn't land harder on their feet than David Tell? Like, he lives hard. And he doesn't got the knees for it. Yeah. And he lands. He's coming to town. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Mm. Definitely buy David Tell tickets. He's doing oh, yeah. Moon Tower, which is what? Like, every week now. Mm. I would see promos for these this weekly comedy festival. It used to be yearly. It's coming up. It's next month. I, I haven't seen the dates yet. But I've seen some comics that are on a certain post show. about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Margaret's fucking badass. Mm -hmm. There's some really good talent. But uh, you moved here from Michigan. What was the draw four years ago? Oh, my brother had gone on a series of uh, failed dates. And he's like, we need to get out of Michigan. Our little, We're from a small town, you know. You and your brother are close. Yeah. Well, I have two brothers. And, uh, you know, we're up close with both of them. But uh, he was just like, we need to move somewhere where there's women. And I was like, well, that sounds smart, you know. 
So then he just sort of was looking around. Is he like, the oldest? Actually, I'm the oldest. He's like the second. Okay. Yeah. And then he had done some research. And he's like, so I saw this dating group in Austin that's like bigger than our whole town. <laughs> that sounds pretty good, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a young city, you know? He's like Texas, this and that. I'm like. But what was your allure? He was trying to find a mate. Sure. And who doesn't want pussy? Sure. But not really enough to change a postcode. Well, I had been just selling phones, you know. I didn't really have anything yeah. going either. And I, there's lots of seasonal jobs up there in the north, you know. And I thought, I could just use a change. Yeah. You know, if he's going to go, what the hell, I'll go also, you know. And so then he stayed for about five or six months, and then he went back. But he doesn't like it here because it's not, there's not as much nature, you know. There's some, but a lot of the land in Texas is private, you know. In Michigan, yeah. it's, you know, you can just go out into the wilderness, I mean. Yeah. So. Canada. Yeah. Yeah, that's because there's nobody there, though. Yeah, right. There's someone to stop you. You just yeah. you start walking, and there's nothing to. Yeah, but you hear someone say "a" and you've gone too far. Yeah, he likes to go on hike where there's. If he sees a person during the day, he considers it a failure. You know. But yeah. So. How does he expect to socialize with women if he's wandering around the woods, scaring the shit out of hikers by himself? It's an enigma, certainly. Yeah. You know? But yeah, so I just stayed. I liked it. You know, I have a small. Business. And now you have a girlfriend, and he's gonna die alone. So who's the loser? I, I guess uh, him. I don't know. Yeah. He's got to meet somebody Listen up there. to your older brother, <laughs> and you won't be wandering around. My brother runs, wanders around in the woods, too. Oh, yeah. Well, he needs it to re- kind of unwind, you know. Yeah. Did you ever see your brother punch holes in the wall when you were a kid? Uh, he would get mad, but he'd usually be a bottler. He would want to go and just escape the situation. You know? Go get drunk, beat up a woman in the parking lot. Yeah, and then walk off into the woods. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's been gone for a few days. Uh, it's could. funny how a lot of people can get fired for this, but we, we're so not uh, any concern of society that your brother is now throwing women through. Sure, well, he has his own business. I mean, even if his, <laughs> he is his own boss, so who cares? I mean, well, me too. I'm the CEO of my own life. I mean, yeah. I don't care. I mean, you know. what does your uh, middle brother do for a job? Oh, he runs a landscaping business. Okay, actually, it was named after a business from the trailer park. Pot smoker. Uh, he used to a little bit. And his business is named after the you know the, remember the trailer park boys show? Uh, they had uh, Success Auto Body. Yeah, uh, he named his Success Landscaping. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it was pretty fun. Did he use the fonts from uh, the original uh, trailer park show? That'd be funny. That's that's cool though. No, I don't know. I, I mean, he just recently, he showed me a picture. He sprayed his, um, like, trailer that he hauls stuff with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that was a great show. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I, I went to a music award show in Canada a number of years ago, and they were there, all in character. And uh, Bubble sang uh, Liquor and Whores. Nice. Right? I watched the first seven, like, religiously, the first seven yeah. seasons. Constantly. Yeah. I've seen the first two or three movies, but. Yeah, they they originally did the Trailer Park Boys movie and then Showtime picked up the series and stuff. There was a lot going on in Canadian television between Tom Green's trajectory and then, you know, there hadn't been anything since Kids in the Hall for right. a number of times. It was like, you know, like the usual the Mount Rushmore, the John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, uh, so Martin Short's. Martin Short and Eugene Levy are from my hometown. Really? That's yeah. cool. That is cool, right? I knew you'd appreciate that. That is cool. Eugene Levy and Martin Short are from Hamilton, Ontario. And uh, Neil Pert, uh, Rush Drummer. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're not uh, big Rush fans. 
Uh, I mean, I've heard of some of their music. But yeah. What was the big uh, Michigan band? Well, obviously, Kid Rock's very popular. Yeah. I was a big fan of Ted Nugent, too. Yeah. White Stripes. Alice Cooper, come on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, something about Ted Nugent, though. He's so wild, you know. I like that stuff. I mean, yeah. Just sort of, I used to listen to some of his music. He's just like, you know, the spirit of the wild and stuff. He's just like, uh, I don't know what it is. He's very energetic. It's like, American. Yeah, it's just like sort of, I'm going to do what I want. And if you don't like it, well, whatever. Like, But it was more, I don't know, raw, I guess, or something. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah. Detroit also, uh, you know, Michigan, big hip-hop community. Mm. Did you go to hip-hop shows in Detroit? No, uh, I went to school in Grand Rapids, so it was on the other side of the state. It was Hootie and a Blowfish concert yeah, for yeah, you with your grandmother. <laughs> My school <laughs> Trying was Trying to get lucky. a hand job from an aunt. <laughs> I'd be lucky if I could see a hip-hop show in Grand Rapids, but okay. well, a little bit, but. Well, it was smaller. Well, my, the town I grew up in was pretty small. You know. Grand Rapids, though, there's a, there was a comedy club or a comedy gig there. I remember hearing. Yeah, it was the it was the third floor of the Bob. They would call it. Okay. And they had like a little room that they would do there. Yeah. Actually, before I started pursuing stand up more seriously, I did go there a few times at college and do like open mics. Okay. And then the stand up community kind of moved to you. Yeah, well, yeah. Last it's year. Very strange how it all went together. Like, I used to listen to Joe Rogan and stuff even before I moved here, of yeah. course. But, like, I don't know. I don't know how. Were you just sitting at home going, they're coming here? <laughs> well, no, I just, well, I had been running a trivia business for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And I got to the point where I was like, okay, if I want this business to be larger, I have to quit performing and I have to do become an administrator. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't like that. So like, well, okay, what I really like about this is the performing. Maybe I should consider pursuing something in performing. And so then I looked into improv and stand-up, and I was like, well, I'll just try them. And then I found I like stand-up, so I just kept doing it. I mean, Yeah. And I just happened to be here, kind of. I mean, it's so strange, but. Yeah. I was talking to uh, Allison hmm. uh, Wachowski. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I met her at the Round Rock Tavern a few years ago. Yeah, and she was like, yeah, this is like great. I'm from here. It's coming here. This is what I was pursuing anyway, and I don't have to move now. A lot of people, I think, were relieved that they didn't have to necessarily move. The playing field had been leveled to a level that you could almost live anywhere and pursue your career. But if you wanted to be a stand-up comedian, really there's no other place even to date than Austin. Sure. Well, I still feel that... There's 20 open mics. I yeah. got friends who've been indoors for a year. Right. Well, I mean, I run three myself. So I'm relatively <laughs> new. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean... Where, I, where are your open mics? Because there is people who are listening to this that would like to come and bomb on your stages. Oh, of course. Well, probably the Lucky Duck's the biggest one. You that's know, like, a great one. I, have, I think that's the best in the city. Well, it's it, well, it's certainly the longest, you know. Is it? Yeah, yeah, six hours, you know, we do. Oh, I thought you meant years running. Oh, no, no, yeah. It's a long show. It's very long, yeah. Is it really a six-hour show? Yeah, so you sign up at six, the show starts at eight, it goes till two in the morning. <laughs> that's well, great. You know, uh, Brett Forte was on there, Yeah, uh, and that's how I met him initially. Um, yeah, I brought like, everybody around, Yeah, and he bombed. No, no he didn't. He did, okay. But, no, I, what I say is we have the highest number of suicide threats at an open mic, you know. Really? At least that's amazing. 20. I got to come down more. Yeah, 20 a night is pretty pretty regular. From the comedians or the audience? 
Oh, you know, mostly the comedians. Bro. Yeah. Sometimes people will, you know, be leaving and they'll let me know in passing. But they, they were weak when they showed up, though. Those kids were not like, this is not out of the blue for Larry to blow his head off. That guy's been wanting to execute him. Don't blame the comedy. Right. They're, they come there and they're depressed already, you know. Yeah. They're just, you know, oh, by the way. Because they suck. They're like, it's like a period on a sentence. Like, you know, the suicide threat has become sort of a trope. You know? I do love your encouragement. Sure. Well, thank your you. follow up with terrible. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I wanted to leave because, but I wanted to hear what you were going to follow up with. Sometimes you would you would go in on them if sure. you had a relationship with them as a performer, and uh, then the other times I was like, oh, why didn't you take that? Well, so my feeling is, <laughs> I don't want to just like punch down on them when they're trying out things. You know what I mean? But also. You try and keep the momentum going. Yeah. You got to acknowledge that that was a shit. Sure. Well, but sort of. Like, my thing is, when I, I have like 70 or 80 performers a, on a Wednesday. Yeah. And I realized early on that if I just brought my own one-liners to the show, I would quickly run out. Yeah. So now my thing is, in the four minutes, I write a fresh one-liner every time. Yeah. And it's become a practice. Great. And so then I, if the comedian likes those tags i ask him to use them i mean they can have them and then i'll write some that are suitable for my material so i've just gotten very fast it's very generous yeah and i just like what i saw but there's a selfishness to it too because i feel like if you sit down and write 70 jokes every week you're going to get better at writing jokes so then that's how i started that tag writing mic again i'm if i write a mic for a joke for somebody david feldman what's that do you know david feldman Mm -mm. that's who you sound like a little bit oh Nothing comedic. That's I couldn't place it. He's he used to write for Dennis Miller. Oh, okay. Great stand up. Honestly, I think you'd love him. I was lucky enough to hang out with him for a little bit and see him perform when he was doing stand up. Uh but yeah, he would he told us that when Dennis Miller and him were very close friends, or probably still are. And when he came to speak at my school, he said that the first day Dennis told him, I got all my friends. If you guys don't pull your weight, it turn it over, you're gone. Sure. Well, it's a game of quantity, certainly. Mm. Well, like when I do, I mean, I, I try to write as much as I can. Like at the tag writing mic, I, I want to write four or five tags for each performance during that five minutes. And I'm hitting a good rate. And then what makes me happy is then <laughs> I give the joke to the comedian and sometimes they use them in their actual set. So like that's, that's to me, is proof that the writing is working. I mean, And I think it... it it also separates the, the uh, you know, first of all, if some people can't take any criticism. Oh, sure. If you've been met, of course you have. With, Why don't you fuck yourself? <laughs> you right, right? In my early attempts to give people jokes. <laughs> yeah. yeah certainly. But my, my method now They're is mental different. patients. Yeah, I'll just say, listen, I'm not going to give anybody a joke. But if they come to the tag, Mike, what I'll do is I'll write the joke. I'll go up and perform it right after their set. They can see the people are laughing. Then they're more amenable to saying, okay, maybe this is something. But without that proof there, people do not want to hear it at You're all. You're way nicer than you should be. <laughs> they have no idea. Sure. There, there's like every city, major city that's had a comedy scene has had one of those long-running open mics. But usually the host on those six-hour comedy shows that people host during the week where everyone kind of meets, it's a great meeting ground too. Oh, sure. It's a great place to hang out. And not to mention the bar is actually good, but mostly everybody's outside. Uh, the host is usually a bitter comic. Uh, 
You know, it's funny. I want to ask you about that yeah. because like as I'm mingling with more of the comedians and it seems the longer they've been in it, they do become more and more bitter. But like you don't seem to be that way. You've been in a very long time. What do you would you attribute your your longevity to? I mean, because I don't use I don't have a um I don't wait for other people to bring me what I need. That makes sense. Um I don't know. I'm just like, why your your gripes and stuff are not really they're 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 arrested development. Mm. Some of that, you know what I mean. But I'm enjoying. I'm having a blast. First of all, I I don't have wife and kids, and I've been traveling around the world doing comedy in foreign lands. It's pretty fun. I always liked Indiana Jones. Sure, that was kind of my business model for life when I was a kid. Harrison Ford. Smokes pot, by the way, and wears an earring. I believe it. It's true. But, I mean, you must run into this a lot. I mean, Oh, you, totally. I mean, I'll see a person, I'll say, you have achieved a certain level of success, person. Why shouldn't you be happy about it? And they don't seem to be. Uh, not all of them, but a lot of them, like you say. That, For sure. That, you're, you're right. That, and you're even being diplomatic. Sure. More. That better comedian is certainly an archetype that I want to avoid myself as I continue. And so I'm trying to look at the people like yourself who... Are still enjoying it, you know. I'm having a blast. Yeah. It's June of this year was my 25th anniversary. Yeah. I mean, Why a lot not? of people burn out at three years. Yeah. So what's the difference, I mean? I went all in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There sure. was no secondary step off. You know, I thought, I knew there were some branches to what I was doing as an actor, a writer. But stand-up comedy is is the, I, it won't be extinct. Talking in front of people is a is a campfire thing yeah that will always be there so give me a mic and put a stage down and then a roof and now we're doing that i don't know that's a terrible analogy i don't know i've had long periods of you know i kept most of it to myself but there would be years of like not a bitterness or anything just anger of frustration knowing that i could accomplish certain things that were just not ready, but I, I've never really been angry about um, opportunities that have come and gone, which a lot of people will frame something in their head and then use that as part of their identity for why they're angry. But it wasn't theirs to begin with. A lot of, first of all, there's a lot of weak personalities True. In, in, in comedy. And I think playing the injured artist gets you attention. To people who are not really painting. Well, yeah, they. you want to present yourself as something to a non-comic, I guess. But I don't know. My goal was different. I was just like... Are they really funny, though? That's the thing. These sour apples, they're probably... Look at nine times out of ten, they're really just terrible. They've, they, they're friendly enough with the local community, but yet they've never really delivered. Like, have you had an applause break? Have you had a staying ovation? Have you had uh, an audience laugh so hard that they're swaying? You know, have you been booed? Have you been screamed at? Have you, you know, where where are your highs and lows? Because you're, you're measuring yourself from this, what you're not getting from the community, which doesn't buy tickets anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, just, he said, he doesn't like me. I can't go there. She said that. I don't like him. This, that, that, that. There's no money on the table. What are you complaining about? 
get in there and eat your shit. Yeah, I mean, eat, they're not. Those are not shit eaters. No, I think too, I'm a log father. Have oh, you ever been log fathered? What's that? It's like have you seen Scat Chat? Uh-uh. No, I've been <laughs> anyway. I I can use my imagination <laughs> to figure out what that would be. Do you want to see it? I no, guess. you shouldn't. No, we can't do that. I'm not getting started again. People are happy I'm not on Snapchat. I used to. Anyway, tell us more about your <laughs> grandparents. Like, oh, I had a pre. Uh, I had a life before comedy too. Yeah, <laughs> they log fathered me. And are you on Snapchat? No, I. You know, I people kept wanting to send me uh, dick pics and stuff, and I was just like, I don't want to be on Snapchat. Like, yeah. But Boomer's asshole's fine. My buddy's asshole. Yeah, yeah, that's totally. I mean, again, it's not as offensive as a penis. Well, I mean, he is a person I've never met before. So even if I saw his penis, I'd be like, oh, whatever. I can't wait to introduce you guys. It's gonna be great. Boomer Phillips on Instagram. That would be the way to really perfect the fart engineering to get a professional anus, you know, and really make some new noises. I mean, well, I think this is might be a part two of this podcast. Because um, I'm trying to convince Boomer and his girlfriend to come out to uh, Texas for a vacation. Boomer and Boomer's girlfriend, you should absolutely come to Texas for your vacation. Yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, things are happening here. I mean, we're living in the future in Austin, really. Now, if you get, would you be willing to put up a small amount of money for Boomer to fart into a microphone? Y- yes, I would. Like a six-pack. Even a medium amount of money. Yeah. He's a professional. You know, you got to, you know. Thank you. See, I a lot of people don't see the the art in what my my friend does with his asshole. I I have to explain to people. The and you heard, you've already had a no, taste. I, you could rip that off the internet. I can imagine a, a taste yeah. there certainly. Yeah. yeah, there's some gravy on the backswing. No, but when I explain to people I'm engineering fart noises, they don't really get it either. But I'm like, I'm taking a, some noises and I'm arranging them into jokes. That's yeah. the difference. And he is doing a performance art, in my view. You know, yeah. Sure, it's farts, and people view that as somewhat trivial, but like, who's the best at it? You know, I mean, if you need a guy who can fart on command, how many can you get? So, like, a lot of talkers. Yeah, yeah. Not enough farters. No, that's just that. I mean, what, what are you going to do? Like, let's say you're casting for a movie and you're like, okay, I need this guy to like fart the alphabet. And you'd be like, okay, let's see. Let's get the list. Oh, there's two names on it? Okay, I guess we got to get these guys. Like, Boomer. I mean, that would be, you know, um, what's his name there? Uh, Jeff Foxworthy would say, that is the empty <laughs> parking space of, of comedy. I mean, really. Yeah. Like, even me, I've been um, hosting uh, Connect Four tournaments. Okay? Yes. And also, I've been playing Connect Four competitively on 6th Street for $1 a game. And people are like, why? I'm like, because nobody's doing it, and I think it's funny. Yeah, that's all there's to it. Totally. I don't know what the end result will be, except I made fifty dollars. Like you know, first of all, you made fifty dollars. Yeah, and it's fun. I mean, the people are having fun. You know, we're like it's filming fun. it. It's simple. Look, sure. at, first of all, I'm not a patient. I'm not a board game guy, but yeah. I've I've done my fair share. Of Uno yeah. and Connect Four were only really games that I fuck with, and um, you know, in a in a actually the 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 mechanics of the game of Connect Four has a, almost a TikTok to it. Yeah, it's short. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of a mechanic to it. Colors. I'm having a stroke while we're talk. 
Dude, I'm telling you, you put the board out there on 6th Street, you're playing with somebody, people have had a couple They recognize drinks. it. Yeah. No language barriers no. either when everyone knows Connect yeah. Four. Anybody can play it. It's quick. And also, they, they're very confident that they can win. And you just tell them it's $1. And if you win, you get our dollar. Yeah. They can't resist. And then we just clobber them. I mean, over and over again. Like I think, Shell game. Yeah. like Look at you. You, might, you just like, it's not even about the money. You just like sticking it to the man. Well, to me, it's fun to like, I mean, because I don't know if I'm going to win. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to win, but it's not for, for yeah. sure. I mean, there was this guy, he called himself the goat. Ooh. He wanted to play for 20 bucks. And I was like, oh, I don't know. That's a little rich. you know. So this other guy who walked up was like, I'll play you. So we had two guys playing for 20. And he, of course, won. The guy who challenged, I was like, see, I really dodged one there. You know, like, yeah, it's not a guarantee. Like, Yeah, because it is a checkers game upright. Yeah, well, it's it's I oh, no, it's a little more complicated than checkers, I think, but not as much as chess. It's sort of in between. Mm. I'm just glad there's no dice. I hate yeah. games with dice. Well, it's not a game of chance. It's a yeah. it's a complete skill game. You know? Carnival but, games, favorite, foosball. Mm. Uh, what's the one where you throw up the ramp and it lands in the hole? I like the, the gaper. One, I like the one with the quarters. You know where it's sliding back and forth. Oh, that one's frustrating because all I go is like, I got a ball peen hammer in my friend's truck. I'll <laughs> smash all the fucking glass and just roll these coins. It's sort of hypnotic. It's like pachinko or something. You're just like, oh. but there's the mathematics to it. The, there's the geometry. It's there's it's all there's there's mechanic. I don't want to. I want to see behind the curtain. I want to say what gravity brings this to here to potentially. Like the shooting games are pretty good. Yeah, that's fun. And then you can, I feel like you can win at those, but like the quarter one, I'm sure there's a magnet and there's a ridge and there's, you know, the quarters also fall off the side. And it's a complete scam, but I mean, that's what you do. It's, it's something to do. Well, as if someone took a um, garbage bag full of dead animals and put it over your head and zip tied it around your neck and push you down a flight of stairs. As a carnival game? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would probably be like, why did you do that? <laughs> become paralyzed. <laughs> Back at dead animals, your fucking ankles. Ah, ah. <laughs> There's like, a mouse in my mouth. This is the end. I'm, I made some poor life time. choices. You, you can breathe, but every time the cat juice splashes up in your mouth. Oh. They're like, they said this would be fun. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't stop them. I guess it's my own fault. You know, like, I said I wanted to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Ah! They're like, bro, okay, we have this bag. Okay? <laughs> I collected these animals from around the town, okay, as a, as a service, okay. Now I'm going to tie this around your neck and push you down the stairs. And I'm like, why are we doing this? I'm like, bro, just go with it. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> We're going to win 10 grand on America's Funniest Home Video. <laughs> be like, bro, do you want to get like a thousand likes on TikTok yeah. or don't you? I'd be like, I guess I do. And you got to see like, look, those people, those bitches falling off cliffs, taking selfies, walking backwards, all those climbing people trying to get that one trending photo and end up in death. If you told somebody that they would participate in the dead animal bag thing and the money would be donated to a charity, they would voluntarily do it. Yeah. I could put this... Is Craigslist is still a thing? Sure. Yeah. I could put an ad on there saying, 
Yeah, you would have to go and do the new go. If I came out of the room and said, listen, <laughs> you're going to have... <laughs> yeah, no. We got this thing. They're like, is it a sex thing? We're like, well... <laughs> he, does, he comes at the end. I mean, he, he won't have sex with you, but it does arouse him. As long as it's not sex trafficking, you can put it on Craigslist. You know? Yeah, there's no... Uh, um, it's a more of an art. It's a Warhol bullshit. Sure. Well, but again, Pink flamingos come to life. If you needed that to get off, though, you would have to hire somebody. Like that's why they have madams and stuff. I mean, oh, you can't just dated them. Yeah, I mean, again, that's I used a to put a world. girl I dated used to put cigars out on her asshole sure. while I finger banged her. People will pay for that a lot. We just did this around the house to get her to relax. No, I read about that woman. She was um, the Happy Hooker book. Mm-hmm. And she would cater to people's unusual or fetishes, um, yeah. And whatnot, yeah. She could charge anything. There was yeah. no limit because, again, where could you get that done? Yeah, the internet. There was no internet. You know, I mean, there's certainly a niche there. I mean, oh, for sure. And there, there, there's even niche under niche under niche under niche under niche under niche. Oh yeah. It used to be, you know, foot fetishes. I have terrible feet. They look like I've been perched on a branch most of my life. I feel like your foot fetish is becoming fairly mainstream now as yeah. far as fetishes. I mean. A friend of mine owns a, a BDSM leather goods store in Toronto. And hmm. years ago, we were talking in his office and him and his wife have been in the scene for decades. And uh, they, she, he's like, yeah, remember when the dog collar... Yeah, or like spanking. Yeah, like a little paddle or something. But now it's popular fashion now. How many women, girls, you see with dog collars on? In Austin, quite a few. I mean, yeah, yeah. most of them are pigs. They should have apples in their mouths, <laughs> like a leather apple. The girls here are slobs. <laughs> you think so? I don't know. Some of them are. Some of them aren't. <laughs> You're from Michigan. There's slobs there too. Wow, but I'm just saying that. <laughs> Most of them here do not have coats on all the time, you know, and then they're not wearing bras and stuff. I mean, there's no bras here. That a lot of women don't. Do you enjoy the boobs? Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I think uh, I don't know something about it. Like I'll be walking through the grocery store, maybe it's the shaking or something, but you'll just be like, oh, cookies, milk. Yeah, that girl is in a bra, and you're like, Ugh. so it's just activates some part of your lower sure. brain. You know? Yeah. But it's always she's always got about four inches of hair creeping out of her armpit, <laughs> you know, kind of ruin the uh, perfect form nipple. Well, that was something I was asking. I've had sex with women with like gorilla, hairy balls and <laughs> pussy. <laughs> I don't doubt it. No, here's the thing I was wondering. Okay, so like I was playing Connect Four on Sixth Street, and this yeah. woman decided to flash the camera, and I was like, "Oh, that's great," but I was thinking again. Women can go topless in Austin without any consequences. Why aren't we just seeing that all the time? Yeah. Because there's assholes that fucking blow it. Yeah, I guess that's my thing. Like Some shithead is going to grab or different culture. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, I think that would I think be great, if women but... rub shit all over their tits, they'd still get guys trying to lick them. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Two guys that look exactly like us. I like, lick shit uh, tits. I can't imagine who that would be. <laughs> we'll call him Baldin. I don't know. Um, thanks for being on the show. Sure. Dude, it's fun. Um, you got a, what do you, you got like six late night gigs a week? 
Yeah, I'm becoming quite a little. You're uh, active. I got a little business. So, so um, trivia twice a week. Yeah, where then, where so, can people go? Yeah, and so find if you want to play trivia on Monday, it's at the Barton Springs Saloon mm. at seven and nine. Then Tuesday, I do it at the Lucky Duck, eight to ten. And then Wednesday, I host Lucky Duck Comedy. Great night. Yeah, that's uh, begins at eight. It goes to two. If you want to sign up as a performer, it's at six. Thursday, I'm usually on a show or something. Then Friday, I do the tag writing mic, and that's at the Romo Room, and that starts at five thirty-one and it goes till seven. And then that. I just ask each performer to write one tag for each of the sets, you know? You're doing a good deed. Yeah, that's fun, too. And then Don't um, get your fucking girlfriend pregnant and fuck this for all of us. Will not. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I got more. Sunday, I do the <laughs> San Jack open mic every other Sunday. That's fun. Yeah. But also recently, I've got a couple showcases now. So um, Chris Castles, shout out to Chris. He gave me the uh, Castro showcase. That's out in Lakeway, so that's Fantastic. twice a month. And then I got a new one at Indian Roller. That's uh, once a month. So. Is that in Austin? Yeah, it's in South Austin. So Indian Roller. Yeah, it's like a bar. Um, they just do like metal. They do some trivia, and then they're gonna start doing comedies. So. They play metal music. Yeah, I like metal bars. Yeah, it's a good. It's been an Austin institution for a long time. I mean, very cool. Um, I have some shows coming up next week. I'm in Bryant, uh, uh, Texas, okay. with Adam. Nice. That'll be fun. And Chris. Nice. And uh, um, Ben Horn. Okay. Yeah, and a, a, nice. a young lady. I can't remember her name. Uh, and then I'm doing the riff at the creek on Wednesday. No, Thursday. And then Friday, I'm doing fucking Montgomery's show. Really? That'll William cool. Montgomery's uh, got me on his show at the Vulcan on Friday. So if you're looking at a place... To get blackout drunk, I'm gonna push you into some cops, and we're gonna get this fucking party. So I'm gonna yell, "He's got a gun!" and I'm gonna shove your drunk whiskey ass into a horse. I'm gonna be looking for a bag, and I'll be like, uh, "Not the animal bag." <laughs> the animal bag. Don't. That's the show. Animal bag. Be like, "Okay, we'll put you up for five, but we yep. have some props." Yeah. Like, uh. <laughs> animal bag. I'm like, whatever it takes to get famous, I guess. Well, we're uh, Alden and I are gonna be hosting a game show called animal bag <laughs> it's called fear factor two but it's just dead animal bag oh god i'm getting horny because of the dead <laughs> animal bag a big a dead animal bag is just a, a fleshlight for a bunch of people sure yeah thanks for watching everybody uh go to my website find out what's up check out alden he's on multiple shows in and around the city I'm just a regular comedy henchman these days I've been um, Jason Rouse, and um, you know we got some uh, conjoined clothing here. Uh, kill your local rapist. <laughs> Thanks for watching. We would like to see most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we will not stop. What it would be like to see a person's head amputated face. Think of things so horrible that the human mind cannot imagine them. See all this and more when you see on stage in person that crazy mixed up. I like being set apart from people. I like to be hated. Safe word with Jason Rouse.